everyone. Welcome to week four of October. We have five weeks this month because Monday next week is still in October, which is very cool. So let's get started on today's session. First of all, I want to check in and see how everyone is feeling, whether you have um, been having weird dreams or anything like that. Also, if you've been having really old thoughts come back up in your um, mind as you're relaxing or if you're driving anywhere or anything like that. I just want to see if it's more than just me because uh, I've been having all of these things that are really old flying back in my brain and it's, you know, it's exhausting. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, this is what the energy is doing at the moment. So let me know how you're going on that one. Alrighty. Um, okay. So I will say the affirmation and then we can get cracking. In God's light, I request that all known and unknown negative images, unhealthy beliefs, destructive cellular memories and all physical issues relating to every member of Kami and eSchool be found open and healed. I ask that the information be provided in a clear and concise manner that's easy to understand and that today's session be increased in effectiveness by 100 times or more. In addition, I'd like to add in that a uh, sister who is not a part of our group but is going through some really tough times at the moment be included in today's clearing so that her clarity and focus can remain intact and her anxiety be removed so that she can go forward as a strong powerhouse, uh, the strong powerhouse that she is. Okay, so let's uh, bring in the greater whole. Mm. Oh. Uh, hello, Ronnie. Hello, Tammy. So tired and kept dreaming I'm a midwife with strange things happening to the mother and the baby. That must be yucky. Um, I'm just going to get... Oh, I think it's raining again. Just getting the um, animal page up here. So as the um, as the greater whole has walked in... There is a, a massive eagle sitting over the shoulders, so like not um, hurting or anything, but the eagle is is huge, and it's um it's not hurting the human, but its wings are flailing. Okay, so eagle is trust in your higher self. Your connection to spirit is very strong right now. It is time to reconnect with your uh, spiritual path. It's time to listen to and heed your spiritual directives as well as your heart and to allow them both to lead the way for you at this time. When you can find yourself in a state of flight, then all the doors will open and directions you need to follow will be made clear like a beacon. Your heart will follow the light. Um, oh, that's good, Brenda. Okay, so that's... um. That's really interesting that, that that energy is walking us in. The fact that the shoulder muscles are really tense, like this bird is really big and the while you're not struggling carrying it, the muscles and the shoulders are really tense and thick um, to cope with the bird. So let's have a look at muscles. Stress, worry, holding on to fear, anger, sadness, feeling overwhelmed and that you need to control your life, 
thinking and tensing up rather than feeling and letting go, being a workaholic, feeling the weight of responsibility you carry, difficulty expressing your true feeling, true feelings for fear of not being accepted, stuck in a fight or flight response, frozen inside. Hello Libby. So that's um, that makes sense. And shoulders. Carrying the weight of the world, holding on to too much stress, strain and worry, feeling insecure, unsure, frightened, overwhelmed, sad, rejected, distrustful and discouraged, easily hurt, droopy shoulders indicate a lack of joy and fun, seriousness, focusing on problems rather than solutions. Okay, so here is what I want to do with this is validate that energy uh, for you. Um, it's the there was an eagle on the shoulders as the greater whole walked in Libby so I'm just going to open the um I was just going to open the lid to get everybody to jump in okay everybody is in lid is shut all right so um what I want to validate is the question I asked at the beginning about have you had lots of memories of things that are really old when these things come up randomly that fly into your head out of the blue for the first time in the longest time, this is part of that energetic healing that can get caught up in the broom work that we do here in uh, Kami and E-School to, to sweep it away. They've come up for a reason to be acknowledged and healed. And that's the difference between suffering and empowerment, in my belief. Uh, when you when you acknowledge it and you can say, oh, I'm glad that's going, or I'm glad that's come back to the surface to be swept away, that will reduce your suffering. And obviously, with me being in flow now and, and tapped into our, um, into our collective energy, I'm kind of sort of going, oh, God, thank God, because these last few days I've been having all of these thoughts come up and it's just like things that have made me like have flashes of anger where I think, oh, I'll take action and I'll, I'll jump in and deal with this. But if you know that um, that movie where is it Helen Bonham Carter and she's the princess, the, the queen of hearts, and she st stands there and goes, off with the head. It's the same thing, except it's it's all in your head. So if these things have come back into your head after years and years and years and you sit there and think, I'm going to take action, and then you go, boom, and it's, um, hello, Suzanne, you, you're going to cause yourself more suffering because these people will not be ready for it and you'll you'll be all fired up. So the energy is it's being swept away and everybody in here that is that participates or not hello Katrina this is one of the things that is the benefit of this work is that the anything that's come up for you go into complete and total an allowance that it's just come up to be broomed off uh, and you will reduce your suffering you will reduce your need to overthink things you'll reduce your need to be lying there looking at the ceiling thinking why is all of this happening to me because it's just we're we're ever changing we're ever flowing and uh quite um personally i'm so glad that that's the information that's come out today brenda has said i have 
have had heaps of past stuff come up, even stuff I thought I'd forgotten. This started after I signed up for Me Too. Oh, good, Brenda. Good. Yeah, we start that tomorrow. So that's um, that's good because that'll all get caught up in, in that process there, which is great. Okay, so let's um, let's see how we go into the crown chakra. Mm. Okay, innermost thoughts, big metal, sharp as steel knife, sharpening itself through our brain. So those of you who have felt overly stressed, overly confused, overly um vigilant like I've got to come make uh, make, I've got to make a decision I've got to come up with a plan I've got to do this I've got to do that this is this knife and it's treating your brain like a steel so that's like when you when you do sharpen a knife it's metal on metal but your brain's not metal and it's interesting um, Katie Henry is on um, holidays at the moment so hopefully she will Uh, listen to this replay and she might be able to leave a comment about the energy of metal as far as her acupuncture goes Um, because that's that's the point of reference that's come up into my head and I'm not 100% up on all of that information but I, I do know that the sound and also the feeling it's like cold metal and I don't know whether you've ever cut yourself before um but it it stings and that's this just repeated energy and then as these thoughts are coming up if you are in that mind space of why me or why did this happen to me which is completely normal and okay because there it's like wave after wave after wave which gets your brain to sit there and go into what's going on mode okay so again no no sitting there saying you're wrong or anything like that but it's the the ability to be able to look at it and go, this is just clearing, this is just healing, this is just clearing, this is just healing. Um, what can I learn? Where am I now? How can I change? Like um, a friend of mine in the US posted a, a thing the other day that said um, a, a healthy tip is turn your complaints into commitments. So when a, a complaint, when you're complaining about something, what can you commit to do to ensure that that complaint is done? And, you know, one of the biggest, um, most spoken ones is I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's like an intention. Like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired is like I'm done. I don't want to be like this anymore. But you need to take action. Okay, so that's what's being cleared here. Um, I get to bump into, oh, okay. So Ronnie's had loads of stress and decision-making. My job is still undecided. Harvey in trouble all the time. He's being a bully. Uh, Instead of unpleasant, unorchestrated coincidences, I get to bump into Simon and his girlfriend. Yeah, and that's this is one of the things where you get to look at it and, and it's one of those, what can I do to stop this? What can I, you know, I wonder... Ronnie, what your energy would look like if you were able to embrace the fact that he has a girlfriend. Is he being an asshole to you or is it just irritate you that he's happy with somebody versus the inability to have someone and probably has somebody because he doesn't want to have to parent the boys on his own or he is somebody that doesn't 
go well without somebody there, something like that. It's embracing his sole agreement with that woman and that will ease something up for you. All right, so let's remove this um, cut in your brain for this knife to keep running through. All right, yes, it's coming up and it's being stitched back together with some new neural pathways to clear that, um, that valley, if you like, that gets, it's, the valley just gets deeper, okay? So it's being removed. <sighs> okay, I've hit something, <sighs> yawning, right. Third eye. All right, gnashing of teeth. Um, um, all right, there's a lot of, um, let's have a look at teeth. Holding on to shame, guilt, fear, anger, blame, bitterness, difficulty making, empowering decisions, self-neglect, unresolved childhood issues and frequent self-sabotage, feeling overwhelmed and stressed, frustrated about your inability to express yourself clearly. Now, the other thing I'll look at is um, grinding teeth, which can sometimes be um, it, grinding teeth is a, um, a symptom of worms. Okay, Ronnie says, I get a bit jealous that he does things with her that he never did with me, but I do not want to be with him. Yeah, that's good. Um, grinding teeth, where would that be? The teeth, let's see if it's in this bit. Grinding teeth, unable to let go of or deal with everyday stresses, holding on to anger from fear of the past, um, worry about the future, inability to make your, up your mind or to relax and unwind, feeling that you have too much to deal with, too many decisions to make, biting off more than you can chew. That's a, that's a big one at the moment because it's in your third eye, the ability to see your future and use your imagination and all of these reminders coming up and all of these unorchestrated things that are showing up. It's just like, what's going on? Like, um, yeah, all of these the energy that is it's just healing so the the one thing that you could benefit from is increasing your meditation schedule um do, even if it's just a five minute meditation where you put your feet on the ground and you just deep breathe and become present that will be enough and do that three or four times a day um or as overwhelm starts to show up part of the uh process that comes with this onslaught of memory and onslaught of what next and onslaught of everything is this energy around you being able to cope. But remember that because it puts you into overwhelm, some of these things are so often and so woof, 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 the, that you are going to um, be able to sit there and go into fear that it's going to land on you and you're not going to be able to get out. So let's pull all of this out. And good thing is that those, um, you know, those funny teeth that they used to, you can wind them up and put them on the table and they go around like that. That's what, um, that's what's being removed from your third eye. 
Oh, I tapped into something. I've tapped into something very big because the yawning is like it's just been exhausting. Okay, all right. The other thing that's being pulled out, which hopefully this will bring us a let up, it's you know the old movie reels how they they had the film on the the spool. So as the teeth have come out, all of these spools, there's actually five spools. So I wonder if you were to count the stories that have been running in the back of your head or in the front of your mind, if there are five of them that that's being pulled out and it's it's damaging the memory so that it, it's being transformed to wisdom. So let's just get all of this out. Oh, goodness. Mm. All right, they've all been pulled out. Your third eye is like a vast cavern. So I'm going to ask the healthy third eye to come forward again now, which is the evidence of the overwhelm because your third eye was so squashed down into your energy system, it wasn't the surface. The memories had taken over your ability to visualise. So your visualisation should be good this week now. Oh, goodness. <sighs> all right. Is that all done? It's all done. Okay, third eye is good. Throat chakra. Okay. <laughs> um, I just saw a, a sharp hay. The dog, you know, the dogs with too many wrinkles? Or not too many because they're gorgeous. Um, it's the kind of dog that's got too much skin on it and but they're very beautiful. Oh. What am I looking at here? Your throat chakra is uh, your communication chakra. And I'm just showing you all the dogs. just looking to see if they've got the there's so many dogs in there okay they didn't have a Sharpay in there oh, let's go and see something with too many wrinkles yeah, okay let's have a look at this dog that is a Sharpay apparently like they can be aggressive. They don't look like they could be, but they're too cute and wrinkly. Yeah, the um, I've read that before. They're they're a uh, you have to watch them, especially around children. Uh, okay, so the dog that I found with like too much skin around its face is a bloodhound. Feeling a little stuck with your goals? Circle around and go back a few steps. There is something you've overlooked. Bloodhound is letting you know that it's time for you to play the sleuth. Look deep into the implications of what you're considering and weigh all things carefully. Don't be afraid to hold yourself accountable and stand up as an agent for accountability. Use this knowledge wisely and share if, if it is necessary. So, the thing here, the sentence that's showing up for me now is hold yourself accountable and stand up as an agent for accountability. Part of the oh god mountains of of memories that are coming through where you feel stuck where you feel overwhelmed is that hello selena is that you can be 
um, that person that can stand up and say, I'm accountable for my thoughts. I'm accountable for my actions. Like I said before, complaining, the best self-development tip is turn complaining into a commitment. So, um, okay, thanks, Selena. So it's one of those things where you're able to stand on your own two feet and go into your first um, open and honest dialogue. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, looking at things where you feel less than or are struggling, that's, um, that's the start, okay? Where you feel less than and you're struggling, less than and struggling. I just had a big aha uh -huh myself. That's where you start on something. Just list it out. It's like choose one thing though, okay? If you're in an overwhelmed mind map, it do the where I feel stuck and am struggling in the center and then all of the different things and then choose one and then spell it out from there. You're going to um, benefit from being accountable for your thoughts and actions around different things. Now, that's not to say that you have to go into this space of, uh, forgiveness and allowing people to be who they are if it's going to encroach on your boundaries you do get the opportunity to say yeah I don't like that and I don't want to play in that sandpit anymore so I'm just going to leave you there I'm let you gonna I'm going to let you know I'm going to leave you there because you deserve to play in the sandpit of your choice but I'm going to a different one and I'm not telling you where I'm going and leave it at that that's all you need to do. And that's all this thing is accountable for your choices. The other thing is you're allowed to change your mind. One of the biggest things in life is to be able to look at something and say, I think I made a mistake. Could we try? Now, I just had a, um, a memory come back for me of a, a girlfriend I made when I was traveling, when my life was in the UK. And she always felt like uh, a relationship she'd had with this meaningful chap ended early and she asked him if they could try again to see if um if it was if they'd made a wrong choice and so they did they both went back into it and within two weeks they knew that they hadn't so it was able to end naturally and healthily so she could let it go whereas that crossing the thing so that's also not to say go and start relationships but it was an example of where in a very grown-up way she was able to communicate to this man that something didn't feel right and she wanted to know for sure if they'd made the right choice or not. They went about it. Yes, they had. It was over. End of story. And that's often one of the things that um, your brain can help you with with your communication is to be able to say straight up. And, and again, writing and journaling is very powerful for that. Um, you know how we do the FU letters where you're able to uh, send them, put them um, off to a different, um, it's going to be cold here all of a sudden. Um, you write what you need to do and then you burn it or you can sit it down for 24 hours like you're going to send it, but then you don't actually send it. That's another powerful thing you can do for your crown chakra, your throat chakra. Um, write a letter with the intent of sending it, but you sit on it for 12, 24 to 48 hours. So the, the emotion has time to go. And then you don't need to send it because it's gone. Yeah. Okay. Throat is good. Heart chakra. Turtle in the heart today. 
Slow and steady wins the race. Turtle. Too much too soon can upset the balance. Take your time and let the natural flow work for you. So this is your heart chakra, the innermost um, core of who you are. When you go into overwhelm because of all of these things that have been showing up, you start to sit there thinking, I'll do this, I'll do that. I know I am profoundly guilty of it. I sit there and I get a great idea and I jump onto it and then I'm like full on and then I'm just so snowed with the quantity of stuff that needs to be done. I go into overwhelm. Pardon me. All right, so there's burping. Um, so Ronnie's just had an aha there. Good. Okay. Um, burping, lack of freedom, feeling like decisions have been taken away from you, feeling challenged in a relationship that feels heavy and unyielding, trying to push things away, limiting what you allow in your life, difficulty receiving great things into your life, feeling overwhelmed like you have too much to handle all at once. I'm going to read this sentence out. Feeling challenged in a relationship that feels heavy and unyielding. From my perspective, as I've read that for me, and this is I, I share this to help you understand how to look at the questions you can ask. The relationship I feel heavy and unyielding is my relationship with me. Because I like I just said, I, I sit there and I get an idea and I go bull at a gate, and the next thing you know, I'm overloaded. Part of this is, hello Robin, part of this process with, with Turtle and um, too much can upset the balance too soon, it's when you're sitting there and you're the, you're the common denominator. This is why um, they say accountability, go into accountability. You are the common denominator with all of the things that ail you, okay? So you might have like with the movie see movie um tapes that got taken out of our third eye there might be five situations in your life completely different people completely different situations blah 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 you're the common denominator when you go into accountability and are able to sit there and say one thing at a time and i'm i'm going to be okay with this you will reduce your overwhelm and your self-doubt and all of this lack of freedom and things like that because you're trying to be too much at once for yourself. That's the other part of personal development that's probably um, a little bit where people go array. It's like, I've got to fix it all at once. No. And it's one of the things I've learned most in my coaching programs. I think I'm doing it for 2018. I'm going to be doing it in 12-week chunks for people to to invest in 12 weeks but it goes on because unless it's something very specific and then always that very specific it goes off in a different tangent people need time to heal things it's not like one topic a week and away you go so it's that part of the the process that this natural flow that you can work through when you take accountability and when you sit there and realize who you are showing up at in as in your own life okay yeah, but that's, Ronnie says here, I find it hard not to go into self-blame and fix it and self-flagellation. That's, um, that's a shiny object syndrome, Ronnie. It's when things get too hard, you sit there and you think, right, well, I'm just an idiot. This is my fault. Why am I doing this all the time? You've actually gone off topic. 
when you sit there and you start to self-flagellate, you are going off topic because the topic is how do I make this better? Not what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me is a very good question, but complaining into commitment. Put a, put a circle in the middle of your page. What's wrong with me? And then go to town and then choose one and commit to act in a different way so that that one thing can be wiped off your board. And I bet the one that you choose the most, as soon as you commit to work on it, six or seven other things will, will disappear at the same time. And that's a big part of, of the process. You are hindering your growth when you go into self-blame versus self-accountability. Okay, I'm a grown-up. I see myself doing that. I don't want to do that anymore. What do I need to do to fix it? And then you try something. And if it doesn't sit well, then you try something else. Okay? So let me open the heart chakra here. Because the turtle, that's the other thing I didn't mention. The turtle's on its back. Its feet are in the air. It can't even move. So I've flipped the turtle over. Very grateful. <laughs> and even it's like turtle slow and steady wins the race. It's just walking off now. It's not pissed off. It's not. It's probably a whole heap of gratitude that the pea size of its brain has just... Um, gone right I can go and find some leaves now because I'm hungry okay <laughs> so turtle has been removed heart is going strong <sighs> beautiful rain outside absolutely beautiful rain okay solar plexus right um there is a uh a swamp your stomach, your solar plexus is showing up as a swamp. There's a lot of toxicity. Um, there is a lot of, ah, okay, this also makes sense. So you look at a pond and the water might be clear and there might be lily pads and the lotus flowers and that sort of stuff, or lil, um, the lilies. And you can see the goldfish and things like that. But if you were to get your hand and scrape through the bottom of it, you're going to disturb the water and pull up all sorts of mank off the bottom. Now, in an ecosystem, that's really good. Okay, it's great. There's things in there that are keeping that water clean, helping the fish be healthy, all of that sort of stuff. But from a human point of view, that sludge is like you wouldn't, you'd have to go and wash your hand up to your elbow sort of thing. So from a solar plexus point of view, this is part of that, all of those old memories, all of that flushing out, all of that taking accountability, all of that being able to sit there and go, yep, I can see all that sludge. I'm just going to get the shovel and I'm going to pull it out because I don't need an ecosystem swamp sitting in my solar plexus. The, the other part of it, the fact that it's an ecosystem and it's been doing its job, the element of... Um, it's the say the microbes have been doing what they need to do to keep you alive. However, the stress chemicals have gone out of uh, kilter, and that's also buying into what's going on for you as well. So you get to uh, let this all go. So I'm just going to empty the swamp as uh, that weird president has said, but never did. So let's go in and open it up. Yeah, okay, so there's oodles and oodles of gunk. So if you've been burping a lot, if you've had like even stinky things coming out of other parts of your body, 
all of that sort of stuff. Bad breath um, is also going to be remedied with this too. Go, do your best to do some clean eating, so not having too many processed foods. Um, high quality, high vibrational foods. If you if you do um, eat out a lot or anything, choose high vibrational choices. Okay. All right, so it's all being cleared out. It's sort of like in a pod or a sack. It's quite gross. All right. <clears throat> okay. So what it did is it was all pulled out. Is it morphed into like a moth? So it's like a pupa. So gross. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good, Brenda. You'll have fun with that. Okay, Moth, you will soon be receiving good news in the form of a of the healing of a strained relationship, a resolved health issue, a new career path, um, an unexpected financial resource or a rom romantic proposal. Allow yourself to receive. So let's go on the whole allow yourself to receive. With the toxicity taken out of your gut instinct, you'll be able to know which way to go forward, what you need to do next, all of those sorts of things. So your ability to trust that, you're going to receive something good will come in and that'll be fine okay okay moth says moth is the master of disguise and is reminding you to be aware that you could be hiding from yourself for any of those of you listening to this that don't like yourself uh, and especially you don't like your life that's what that is saying to you. Why Why are you hiding from it? Uh, Elizabeth Peru said with the collision of those two um, celestial bodies that created a kilonova that changed the energy waves in our galaxy, um, she said it's, it's brought all of our shadow self to the top. And that's the acknowledgement. You know, one of the, the biggest and best things you can do in your personal development is acknowledge those parts of you that aren't that nice. Okay, and you don't have to sit there and um, make out that you're something that you're not. Okay, because once you acknowledge it, it's it's done. The energy is gone. So if you're fearing the shadow part of yourself, it's going to take up real estate in your body, which is probably a large part of what's just been removed from your solar plexus. Okay, so let's um, let's be done with that. It's all out. It's all healed. Right, sacral chakra. Okay. Hmm. Uh, your sacral chakra is showing me a, oh, I've got the picture. What is it? The, a sundial. So you know how the ancient people used to tell the time with a sundial? They would set it up and then they would be able to tell what time of day it was by the shadow that was cast um, on the, the dial. That is what is showing in our sacral chakra. It's the shadow forming on different parts of this area at a certain time of day. So that's the other thing. Have a think about your body. If you, if you can, if you can remember in your homework for this week, keep a record of when you feel like your energy is waning because the shadow self, I can... Um, help you with the Chinese body clock or I'll put a Chinese body clock in the group 
And when you have a look at the period of time where you feel like you're waning or you need the sugar hits or you get angry or mega tired, that's when if you can jump on and have a look or if you have a bad dream and you wake up from that bad dream, have a look at the time because it will show you where the shadow is infiltrating or causing disturbance versus accepting it. Unless you're dead, you're going to have shadow aspects. And even then, people will argue that some dead people still have shadow aspects because they don't vibrate at a certain level. I, I prefer to go on the, the part that when something dies or someone dies, they go into perfection and, and they get, you know, they practice how to, to live without the emotion that humans live with from that point of view that we're at such a, a massive price to pay. Um, Gosh, so much yawning. All right, so um, the part that needs to be communicated too with this sundial in your sacral chakra is how how um, helpful a sundial is. It needs the shadow to be able to tell the time. It need We need our shadow selves to show us where we need to do the work because the whole aim of the game is to reduce suffering. So when you are um, stepping into this way of being that is, uh, I have to be perfect or I have to do this or I have to do that, it's not, it's, what is this showing me? Do I need to change this? Am I happy to live with this? Is it happy? You know, sometimes um, I, in my own personal road, sometimes I wish that I could be a certain way um Donnie Donnie is my memory and I've I've realized the other day when I journal it's it I get it out of my head so it leaves I also have this innate ability to go to forgiveness but I also put it down to the work that I do every every day and every week um around this sweeping the broom stuff out because when I do this these sessions I put my energy in as well so I benefit too and things lift and 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 shift so that I don't have to contain it all. It's how I am able to stay in and do so many sessions in a year because I don't hold on to other people's stuff. But that's part of the deal with this with this sacral chakra is your shadow doesn't have to be a shadow in some ways. It can turn into a superpower. I'm able to sit there and recognise different aspects that go into a level of acceptance so that when I need to feel vigilant, it comes up in that moment of like, oh, I need to be careful here. Listen, watch and learn. Tap into how I feel. What do I do now? Make a decision. Make a commitment to a decision. Okay. And sometimes that the the last piece of the information or the last piece of the puzzle that can fly in will fly in just at the right moment so that you're able to make a decision and let it go, okay? Um, it's, a, it's a brilliant way to live because things just don't take up time anymore and anything that you recognise is taking up time, that's where you sit there and say, am I happy this taking up this much time or am I ready to let it go? Your day should be uh, a, a stack of questions and then answering them and then moving on, okay? All right, so does this sundial need to come out? 
Yes. All right. The sundial is coming off the sacral chakra. It's being lifted and it's actually being put on an ornament shelf. Okay. It's like this big galaxy ornament shelf. It's very groovy. It sort of looks like something out of um, uh, Professor Dumbledore's office in, in Harry Potter. <laughs> um, it's just on the shelf to remind you that that's why the shadow is there. It has a purpose. It's required to be able to tell the time. It's required to be able to give you some direction. Okay. It's not something to be feared unless it is epically dangerous to you and others. There, you know, you just, when somebody mentions darkness, it doesn't mean you're a serial killer. Okay. It just means there's a less than part of your emotional um, catalog that is causing suffering. Okay. For you or for somebody else, accountability, commitment, shift it. Okay. Easy. All right, so sacral chakra is good. Base chakra. Okay. You know uh, when there's some parts of the world or creeks or whatever where people balance stones on top of each other and they make these really cool um, uh, statues or figure um, figurines or whatever you want to call it. What they're showing me here in the base chakra is the smallest stone is on the bottom and then this big one is on the top and the small one is having to carry the weight of all of these layers but also the the way it's structured. These ones at the top are having to trust this thing that's about the size of a pea is going to do its job and hold things up. Let's give the rocks personality. There are people in your life that have such giant expectations of you being the little rock where they, they could make life so much easier if they chose to be on the bottom and then all of the others built on top and then nestled in and it creates the same picture just reversed. Again, the, the shadow or the, the reflection. And these people, like the person that's the top rock, that has these high expectations and you're sitting there underneath trying to balance everything in between, that's where you are going to run into trouble with thinking that you have to sustain holding that in place when physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, geographically even is the word that just came into my head, it's better for the, the, the rock at the bottom to be the stabling influence. So it's like conditioning in your base chakra because that's, you know, the base is on a P versus the base is on a big solid flat rock that can hold a lot of things. The base is supposed to be your foundation. A P is not a foundation, but the solid big round pancakey type thing, it sort of looks the shape of it, all I can think of as a naan bread or a pita bread or something that's that's all it it's got to be flipped so let's go and flip it over right as I flipped it over you're the p okay as I flipped it over all of these other layers of rocks above your level have turned into dust so I would like to suggest that what's just been removed out of your sacral chakra 
sorry, your base chakra, uh, is a whole shitload of conditioning. Conditioning that is not in your highest good and good greatest good anymore, that you have to be the one to carry all of those other things. I would even go as far as to suggest that, have you heard that um, saying that, um, and I can't, quote it verbatim but essentially it means that there's uh, the sins of seven generations so it's a biblical term I think either that or Shakespearean <laughs> but there's there is a notion which added up for me with what I'm living and my children are living in my story this is generational what's been removed from you is this weight of burden that you must be the certain person that does this because you're the most aware and then you have to carry all of these others. Flip it over. They dissolve because they're not going to carry you and you get to stand on your own two feet, which is the foundation, okay? And you're now connected to the surface of the earth, which is very vast and wide, not having to be that surface area of the pea holding other things and connected to the earth. You weren't um, connected to the earth. You were too worried about holding all of these other things up above you and not realizing that the earth was holding you and you could have done it. But at the same time, I'm only seeing that myself now. I was instructed to flip you over. No one else is capable of holding you up. Only you can hold you up and you're not to hold anyone else up either. Encouragement and support, but let them do their own thing. Same thing with, with my husband. I have to have complete faith and trust that he knows what he's doing. Because on the weekend, and he's I'm saying one little sentence here and there, and he's listening and, and implementing his own way, but he's a little bit of a martyr, okay? And he has let his shoulder get to a point where it's he's feeling really good about it. And then on the weekend, he gets uh, lifts a concrete cutter out of the back of the ute. He didn't hurt himself. He didn't say anything about it. He wasn't cranky, nothing. But I'm just looking at him thinking, dude, they told you two weeks. But he reckons that because of the pain that he's had to endure, he, he made the decision based on how he felt, fine. But he got the boys to help for the first time ever, which was really cool. But at the same time, I can't take responsibility for it. I can't take anything other than, well, your shoulder, your choice, oh well. Unless it impacts me, okay, because it doesn't and it won't. So um, Libby and Ronnie have said nailed it. I feel this is uh, my my side kings again this week. Oh, sorry, I, didn't, I can't understand that, Ronnie. Um, Libby's saying my family is so freaking dysfunctional I feel I have to carry the burden of all their failings yeah you don't uh, encouragement and support then let them do their own thing that's exactly all it is you know that and part of that encouragement is so on the weekend Don made this statement Tim went off my eldest boy wanted to go off and play basketball Tim is all about himself Don complains that Tim never um, wants to participate in stuff with us so when Tim says can I go and um, play basketball with my mates and Don's got all of this work that needs them and Tim's doing all his gym work and stuff like that they needed to shovel a lot of dirt and lift pavers on the weekend so 
Don comes up with this excuse, well, it's no use having somebody that doesn't want to do the work. And I said, do you ever send your blokes home because they don't want to do the work? And he looked at me and said, no. And I said, stop empowering Tim to get away with not participating in stuff where they wanted a pool, they've got to put some skin in the game. And he just looked at me and I walked upstairs. I said what I needed to say. It's got nothing to do with me. I was doing other things inside. So I wasn't, uh, I, I shifted um, papers with a, the crowbar the day before. But at the same time, then he went, had to take stuff back to work. And he said to the Tim had come back from basketball and he gave them both a shovel and full instructions on what he wanted. And then he came back and they, they worked solidly for three hours digging what's dirt. <laughs> And they did a really good job. What did Don come do when he what what did Don do when he came home? Started to tidy up what they'd done. And I'm standing there, I looked at him, I said, What are you doing? And he said, just making it uh, a smaller pile because I need to but he knew what I was asking him. See, we have this secret code now. <laughs> and um he looked at me and finished his sentence and he knew. You asked the boys to do something, they did a bloody good job and now you're going to go and tidy it up and make it look better. It wasn't untidy. So it's this this ability to make other people feel it's not good enough. So I was able to sit there and get my message across, go inside and finish doing, getting dinner ready and, uh, you know, got a phone call this morning telling me how much I mean to him and all of that sort of stuff. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to be. Um, demeaning or condescending or anything like that and that's a thing Libby you sit there and say you feel um, responsible for happiness and functionality you don't have to be responsible for anything or anyone you know these those of us who are living in this place of trying to be self-aware we can make statements to others when we're not operating from a place of fear now to a degree I was in fear that the boys would feel like they hadn't done a good enough job. So when I questioned Donnie, what are you doing? And all night I just said to them, you should be so proud. They just got in and they did it. They didn't make any, um, they didn't have any fights. They didn't make any fuss. Chris got a giant blister on his finger. I said, no, I was just talking them up the whole time because it's essentially what I saw was thank you universe more, please. They needed to hear that Don being, you know, blokes deal with it in a different way. But it's not my responsibility to make him happy, but I can do my little bit to help make sure that it doesn't happen again or it happens in a in a less tactless way or something like that. Okay, so that's again the fear and then surrender. I felt the fear. I knew what he was doing. The fear existed to like you're cutting your nose off to spite your face, dude. They did a good job. I will say one small sentence, look at him, walk away, go and do my own thing and then surrender to their soul agreement and everything will be fine. Um, yes, Libby, but that's, that's the, the best thing about it is you're in awareness now. This feeling responsible, If when you say years of training from my mother right from birth, did she train you that it was your responsibility to make people happy? You know, you can look at it and go into gratitude. Thank God you're the most sensible one out of everything. But at the same time, the boundaries of what you're you're being put through. 
you don't have to put up with it anymore. You're allowed to sit there and say, right, well, you know, I was trained in how to shoot a shotgun, Libby, and I decided to stop because I didn't like the energy of having a gun underneath my bed. I know how to shoot rifles and pistols and and shotgun. I don't need to keep that kind of training in my everyday anymore. Um, I was trained in assertion skills years ago, and it's one of my favourite bits of my training, and I'm really good at it. So, you know, if I was going to stick to the training that my parents had given me, um, I'd still have all of those dysfunctional fuckwits in my life too. Narcissists, sociopaths, people that love to live in a lie and are okay with living in a lie, who all have major health issues, all of them. And they have done consistently over their life. Not my gig. You know, that's one thing I was thinking about, use the term dysfunctional. One of the parents up here years ago was trying to explain to somebody who about who we are and Don and I are a very traditional family. So she, um, when she was saying to these people, of, you know, the Foys are a traditional family and that's how they go, I was brought up believing that my family was the most high highest functioning family on the planet. I was so proud of them and underneath it they were the most dysfunctional in every direction, complete opposite of the belief system that I was brought up with. But Don and I have a very high functioning household. It's not perfect but we love each other. We don't fight where there's violence involved and then if we do fight they go by really quickly because he had the greatest dawning about holding on to things because he's the one that gets diverticulitis and he's the one with the dodgy shoulder and stuff like that. So he was recognising that where he was putting himself was making him sick and he was able to change. So when I say dysfunction, there's just it's just nothing like what I have in my family and I'm glad about that. So you can create that level of function or you have that level of function in your family, Libby. So Libby said she trained me to hear to be her counsellor confidant with things a child shouldn't know about, goes to me when she needs me to feel better about herself. I've known it for a long time, just need to bloody break the pattern. Yeah, and that's, you know, my, um, that's been a big dawning for me as well, how much I was conditioned by my mother um, with the things she told me about my father and because I believed her. Uh, and my father used to start or started telling me about stuff one day, Libby, and I just said straight up, Dad, I'm the, I'm the kid in this relationship. I don't want to hear about that. I shouldn't be having to listen to those kind of conversations. So you can do that too. The, and breaking the pattern's really easy, Libby. Yeah, no, you'll have to go and get home help to help you on that one, Mum, or you, you and Dad will have to look at moving into a facility. And that's it. You can't be, you, you just can't be a you know, bar stool beauty. All right, that's the end of today's session. It was a very good one. I quite liked it, if I do say so myself, um, even though it's not my information. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. All right, let's do today's cards. We'll see what three come out. Again, I don't need any numbers today. I'm just going to look at the deck and 
see what comes out. All right, I've got to split it into three today. One, two. Where is it? One. Interesting. One, two, three. Okay. Burping like there's no tomorrow. Pay attention to signs is the first card, card number 10. Have faith. And then wild. Card 10. Signs are all around you. Open your mind. Pay closer attention to your environment. Um, your angels know that you have been feeling lost about the direction you need to take in your life and the decisions you need to make. They have heard your frustrations and your pleas for help. They ask you to slow down, stop focusing on the problem and allow a solution to come into your reality. Okay, so that's very good. Faith and trust. Um, yes, my... Um, when when you know that that's her modus operandi, Libby, then you get to say, are you going to throw this back at me later, Mum? You can call it. It's You don't have to, it's not creating trouble or anything like that. It's just, I'm okay accepting this as long as you don't throw it back on me later. Have faith. Our faith card is number 22. Oh, that's good, Katrina. Faith requires you to believe in something that is not yet evident to the naked eye. To generate more faith, focus on the why, your dreams, desires, feelings, attitudes, thinking, and not on the how, the action, plans, strategies, and skills. Your whole life you've been taught to think about the how, which leads to doubt and fear. The wisdom of this card is asking you to only focus on the why. And one of the things that I want to encourage on that one too, which is a lot of fun, is that when the um, the why Sorry, when the how is worked out by the universe, it can blow your mind. It can totally blow your mind. So when you're sitting and setting your intentions for what that looks like, um, absolutely say I really look forward to having my mind blown about how this has come to my um, come to being in my life because it, it does. It just it's cool the way the universe can bring things together. So the last one, wild. There is a wild, untamed spirit inside of you desperate to be unleashed. Free it and claim the gift of energy, power, passion and creativity it offers you. Through suppressing your wild, succulent, outrageous and untamed self, you dull your senses and crush your creativity. You shrink, lose your energy and become depressed. Your relationships suffer and your rage grows. You become ashamed, hostile, cold, boring, over-serious and scared. You stop taking chances and live in mediocrity, constantly trying to protect yourself. The truth is that no one can judge you, punish you or hurt you as much as you can, which is a big validation of what we got in the session. Give into your wildness and stop living a sham. This part of, your, uh, of you is sensual, provocative, truthful, courageous, bold, passionate and alive. Set it free. There you go. That's a good one. Radio people. That's it for today. I look forward to seeing those of you in eSchool for the Q&A on Wednesday and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye for now.